Hello, this is Robert. Welcome to my podcast. Jean Vanier said that loneliness can appear first as an inner dissatisfaction or a restlessness of the heart. It's part of being human, he said, because there's nothing that can completely fulfill the needs of the human heart. More severely, he said that to be lonely is to feel unwanted and unloved, and therefore unlovable. Loneliness strikes us emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It can push us into escapes and addictions in the need to forget our inner pain and emptiness. At its worst, Vanier said that loneliness can become such uncontrolled anguish that one can slip easily into the chaos of madness, and that loneliness can feel like death. One of the first clinicians to write about loneliness was a psychiatrist by the name of Frida from Reichmann. She observed how loneliness is distinct from solitude, temporary aloneness, grief, anxiety, and depression. And she observed how loneliness has much in common with feelings of panic, and how people who suffer loneliness become emotionally paralyzed and helpless. One of her clients described it like this. I don't know why people think of hell as a place where fires are burning, she said. That's not hell. Hell is if you're frozen in isolation into a block of ice. That's where I've been, she said. And that's where Delizzo Mazinganjira was, too, after coming to Canada from Malawi about ten years ago as an international student at university. His loneliness began with shame and anxiety over his African accent, and it caused him to withdraw from conversations with his classmates. He was separated from his family and culture in Malawi, and then, after he separated and was divorced from his wife, his wife and daughter returned to Malawi. Then Delizzo spiraled downwards into the hell of loneliness through addiction, and eventually he ended up on the street, homeless. But then he found help, or rather help found him, in the form of a team of counselors who cared for him, first of all, by listening to him. I recently sat down with Delizzo in Kingston, where he works in health care. Here are some excerpts from our conversation about what healing from loneliness feels like and why it matters. I had no friends. I couldn't connect with anybody in my country, in terms of my, my family members. Uh, and um, I wasn't even feeling that, you know, I was okay myself, you know, uh, mental-wise. But the only help where I could go to was just, you know, like drinking. Uh, there was a time I attempted to go and meet a counselor, but uh, the response that I that I got from there, from the social worker, it was very judgmental. And because of that, I literally withdrew. I said, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'll just sit down here and I'll see how things will go. I had several struggles in my loneliness. Uh, for me, I, 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 I look at it like I had a holistic kind of like, you know, challenge uh, because I had some spiritual challenges because of that. I had physical challenges, significant physical problems because of the uh, loneliness. I had significant even mental health challenges because of loneliness. Even as well as my, uh, my social skills, I could see myself losing them because of loneliness. I even had moments even, you know, where I was unable to pray, even unable to open the Bible, because I felt God literally abandoned me. You know, I just felt that kind of, you know, intense rejection, even from, you know, a God that I watched for quite a long time. And 
to me, I think that was one of my darkest hours, like like the deepest log bottom. Uh, to me, when I was going through that breakdown, when I was literally at the bottom, I kind of felt like there was a help that just came up all of a sudden, and I didn't even expect. At first, I was a little bit hesitant to accept the hand of help, uh, but I, from nowhere, I had some strength and I accepted it. And it, that was the, the pivotal moment of my life in terms of change. That's how change began. That was actually my first time where I actually felt some sense of hope. After losing my entire hope, and uh, they brought me to their clinic, and they just loved me, uh, you know, from where I was. One thing that was very significantly different was just a chance to be given a space to talk. To me, that was so huge. It was a thing that I never experienced before when I was going through my challenges. But the moment I entered the room and they allowed me to talk, and I could even see from their eyes that they were there to listen, to hear from me. And that attracted me. The end of that day, I would leave that place, going to where I was staying, you know, feeling very light. So I think that was, that was the most important thing that helped me to, uh, to embrace their, their support. The fact that they gave me, you know, an environment, uh, a space that I could talk without, be, you know, feeling being judged and also knowing that there's somebody who is actually listening. Not just somebody who is just hearing, but somebody who is actually listening to my story and listening with a purpose and a purpose to help. They made me to trust them pretty much uh, with my entire life. So I was like, wow, you know, these people are here to help me. And uh, they gave me the support and they knew they could see some potential in me that I could do something, that I could help, they could see some like passion in me, even if I myself I couldn't see those things. And I think if I didn't go through this, I don't think I would have been the good me. I don't think I would have, I would have been able to be quite productive in terms of, uh, you know, even helping others. Uh, but I I like where I am at this point uh, because it it uh, uh, because of what I went through. I thank God because I was able to go through that experience and eventually came up, uh, you know, as who I am. Delizzo endured his struggles with loneliness, and he survived. He now uses his pain to help others in his role in healthcare. He knows what the hell of loneliness feels like, but he also knows the healing power of feeling heard. The power of listening that he received at the worst time in his life is now the kind of listening that he can offer to others in their desperate needs and their struggles with loneliness. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to share your comments with me about this podcast on robertmundle.com, and I'll be back next time with a new episode of What It Feels Like and Why It Matters. Thank you.